guys, it's Ashley. For this week's episode, we thought we would do something a little bit different, which hopefully you will enjoy. So as we've said before, one of the great things that Taylor always does is exposes all of us to new music and new artists that we may not have heard of and that we end up liking. So we really try and do the same thing on this podcast. And especially now that Taylor's on more of a break, it's really a great time for us to go to other shows and check out new music and do all of the things that we don't have as much time to do when Taylor is on tour. So I went to a couple of really awesome shows recently from two artists that hopefully you will love as much as I do. The first one that you're about to hear a little snippet from is Olivia Lane. And I saw her for the first time in Nashville at the 1989 Benefit concert in February. And at that show, she did this amazing cover of How You Get the Girl, which I'll play a clip for you in a minute. And I was hooked on her music and her energy. She just had such a great vibe. So I followed her tour dates and she came here to Chicago a couple of weeks ago and I got to chat with her for a little bit about her music and her songwriting. And it was just a really great show and I think you guys will really enjoy learning more about her. So here is my interview with Olivia Lane.
I'm here with Olivia Lane, and I'm very excited to be catching up because last time we saw each other was at the 1989 Benefit Show in Nashville. Yeah, it was. That was such a fun night. And you really brought the house down. You did How You Get the Girl at that show, and people loved it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was, I kind of came in, I guess, midway through the show, and I don't know, the, the room was just kind of very receptive to How You Get the Girl. It was really, really fun, and it, it's really cool just knowing that they're going to know the words, so it's easy <laughs> to get the crowd involved, and they were super into it. It was great. And have you done any other similar cover shows like that, or was that a first for um, you? That was a first. That was an absolute first, and I think it was such a cool event. I mean, we do li- uh, we do covers in my live show, so there will be a lot of covers tonight. Um, but honestly, like that was the first kind of event that I've done like that, and it was so much fun. So we're here in Bartlett, Illinois. Bartlett, Illinois. <laughs> About to play the Lucky Star, which yeah. I think it's a new venue. So mm-hmm. it's exciting that you're one of the first country acts coming through to sort of christen the place. I know. Yeah, I guess it used to be. Um, I don't know. It's been open. They were saying that it's been open since like the 70s or the 80s, early 80s, but it's just kind of gone through revamps and it just opened. So yeah, it is really cool to be one of the first artists. And tell us a little bit about what we can expect in your set list tonight. Oh man, so much new music. I'm coming out with a new EP. Um, We just figured out the date. It's July 8th. Oh, that's soon. Yes, I'm really excited. Does it Um, have a name yet? uh, It doesn't have a name yet. I'm still trying to pick the songs. We're picking between like 12 songs to narrow it down to like 6 or 7. Um, so it started with 20 and now it's 12 and now then, then it's going to be 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. Is there any lead single that you've identified yet? Uh, well, there is a song called She Fits and it's it's kind of been the theme for this new album. So I think maybe the title might be something to do with that song or I don't know, I'm still, I'm still artistically thinking about it. Um, but I think as soon as I know, I get these moments of like, oh, that's the answer. <laughs> um, so when I get that moment, it'll it'll all come together. How would you describe your style for maybe someone who's never seen you perform before? Oh, man. Well, my performance style is crazy energy. High oh, energy, my, for total sure. Total <laughs> high energy. Um, I just have a lot of energy as a person naturally. Um, and I... I couldn't imagine just standing and singing on stage because I just have so much emotion and so much passion and so much energy. Um, that's also why I like love Taylor Swift because she is all over the place on stage. Yeah. She's like an <laughs> entertainer that I've studied so like backwards and forwards. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I just I wanted to incorporate all the energies of the artists that I really really love. Um, just like entertainers like Keith Urban. Oh, and, he puts on the best shows. Oh my gosh, is so great, so great, right? Um, I mean, even Reba, like, she is very theatrical with her arms and just really drawing the audience in. Um, and I'm a dancer, too, so I taught Zumba in college, and I was on a hip-hop dance team. Yeah, yeah. so that's kind of my, my jam. And when you're writing songs, do they always fall very much in country, or do you find some that could co- sort of cross over, too? I think it's inevitable with all of the music that I've been listening to as a kid. Um, back then, it's like... My mom, when I talked to my mom, she's like, all we had was the radio. I mean, if you listen to the country station, that's all you listen to. You just heard country. If you want to listen to pop, that's all you heard, pop. But now it's sort of more fluid. But now it's very fluid. I mean, we're, we have Spotify and we have Pandora and we're being exposed to so much new music all over the place constantly. Um, and so being my age, that's the world I come from. So I think it's inevitable that all these genres sort of influence the way you write. Yeah, country music to me is just 
what's true to you. It's a true story. It gets you right into whatever emotion you're feeling. And it just it's, it has a lot of heart behind it. And I think it's becoming more and more trendy and like acceptable oh, for yeah. there to be a lot of crossover. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a fight going on. <laughs> Uh, some people love it. Some, some people love it. it. Some people hate it. But you know, art's subjective, so you're gonna always have both. If you could put together like your dream tour, who would be on it with you? Oh gosh, that's tough. It would be people that I would want to learn from. So like, obviously Taylor Swift, because <laughs> um, she's amazing. Uh, there's a new girl named Maren Morris. Oh yeah, she's great. She's great. I would love to go on tour with her and just, I don't know, be be surrounded by her awesomeness. Um, Is there anyone you're hoping to write with or produce with in the future? Or that you have been working with recently? Um, This is totally out of, like, the country vein, but I would love to work with Timbaland. Oh, wow, Or, like, Pharrell. I would love to work with Pharrell or Justin Timberlake. (laughs) Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, my gosh. Um, Or, like, Imogen Heap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is, like, very different, but... I think that sometimes that's when the best songs can come out is when you Mm -hmm. pair up with someone that you wouldn't expect to. That and pushes you outside of your comfort zone. Right. Honestly. And I think that's what an artist should com- constantly do. I mean, you can't just keep repeating the same thing you do over and over and over again. That would get boring. And you also have CMA Fest coming up in Nashville. Are you super yes. excited for that? I'm so excited. <laughs> this is my first year to be involved in the CMA actual sanctioned stages. Um, Did so you I'm, attend it as a fan in the past? I have, yeah. And um, the first two years uh, as a fan... I kind of was like, I want to be a fan, but I also kind of want to be involved. So I started this event called Diva Jam. Yeah, I read about that. Yeah, so basically we're um, going to announce the girls next week, um, but it's 12 girls. I think this year it's going to be eight or nine. Um, and it's just all female supported, and it's a really, really fun event. We've packed the house at the listening room each year, so I, I have big dreams for it. That's so awesome. Yeah. And you're playing on a couple different stages around town, too. Yeah, the Radio Disney stage and then the Hard Rock stage. Very exciting. Yes, so excited. I can't wait. It's going to be great. I feel like you're going to be on LP Field soon, in a year or two, or whatever that field Girl, is called now. I hope so, man. That's the goal. That's what I'm working on. Um, but big dreams. Got to dream big. And do you want to tell everyone where they can find your music and your social media? Yes, yes. So um, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Uh, Snapchat's my personal favorite. Uh, at Olivia Lane Music. And you can go to olivialane.com for all the updates. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. It was great seeing you. Oh, you too. I'm running late and my phone is dead. I'm needing me a green light. Some crazy old lady in a new Mercedes just flipped me off. But hey, hey, I'm okay. Hanging right here in my happy place. Living it up, living it up while the rain comes down. And oh no, I don't mind. I got a suitcase full of silver line. I know I'm gonna be just fine. I'll make my own sunshine. 
song you just heard was Olivia's latest single, Make My Own Sunshine. And you can buy it on iTunes, you can stream it on Spotify, and you can catch the video on YouTube. And definitely keep an eye out for her new EP coming out in July. The other artist we're featuring on this week's episode is a singer-songwriter named Brendan James. I discovered him a couple of years ago. He was on tour opening up for Andy Grammer. And the song that you're about to hear is called Yellow Lines, which is from his latest EP called The Howl, which is out now on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else. And there's really not much I can say to describe him except that he really captivates a crowd. His entire set is played pretty much just on the piano, and he tells a lot of personal stories in between each song and really is just one of the best live performances I've seen from a singer-songwriter recently. So I really enjoyed his show, and hopefully you guys will check out his music, and hope you enjoy the clip and the interview. Songwriter Brendan James. We just watched you play about an hour set at the Botanic Garden in Chicago. How was that? Oh, I loved it. I loved tonight. You know, this, every show is so different, but this atmosphere was perfect. It was sold out. I I could have played forever. I've never seen a show in a Botanic Garden before. I know. <laughs> I had neither. I didn't even know that was a thing. I know. Everybody thought, is it outside? It's not even outside. It's just in this super cool. But for everybody listening, we're in this like huge pyramid indoor building yeah. uh, made of all wood and there's just a grand piano and a stage it's just beautiful well the last time i saw you was a little bit different it was about two years ago at the house of blues in dallas oh cool and it was the andy Grammer tour it was andy Grammer, kate vogel and you and i was just like i love these songs and i went and bought every album at the merch stand thank you so what have you been up to basically i guess the past year and a half just oh, working man. on the ep which is called the howl yeah Right after that tour, I loved that tour. I wish it had gone on forever. It was so fun. Um, but right after that tour, I started writing. I went home and kind of just, I was hibernating basically, and I wrote this whole new EP. 
it's kind of dancier and more fun and more upbeat than I'd ever really written before. So I called it The Howl. And uh, now we're going with the first single and we're getting on the radio and it's so exciting. Um, the song is called Bring My Love Home. Yeah, you so, played that tonight. It was yeah. great. Oh, thank you very much. And I always try and, I guess, make comparisons to other artists that people might have heard. So I guess for you, I would say it's sort of like... Reminds me of Gavin DeGraw and also like Jason Mraz, like that kind of sound. Totally. totally. Are there any other artists that you try and draw from when you're performing? Yeah, you know. I mean, I guess you try and be authentic as much yeah, as possible. Yeah, I try to. My goal is to be one of the one of the best performers, you know, ever. It's a it's a goal of mine. It might take me years and years, but I just look to the. You know, I think of Elton John sometimes. He, if you look at old footage of Elton. You know, he just loses his mind on stage. Yeah. He plays piano upside down, and you know, I'm not sure if I'll go for all the outfits, but um, <laughs> I wanna—I really wanna go for it on stage. I wanna—I wanna take it to the next level. And so. I think the stories that you tell in between your songs really add an element to the show and just Thanks. give it so much more. Have you always sort of had that style, or was that something that evolved over time? It's a fine balance. It, it's over—I've always had the stories inside my head, and I just never. You know, I'm, I'm learning how to incorporate the stories into the set now because I have a lot of things I want to say, but I also have a lot of songs I want to sing. So I love, I love both. I love telling the stories and I love singing the songs. Hopefully I can marry the two, you know, for my career. So when you're putting together an EP, do you usually write a bunch and then end up throwing some out, or how long do you spend on average working on an album? I am sort of known for not throwing songs out. I don't, I don't write a ton of songs for one album I usually just like write the songs I want to finish which is a totally you know strange process to some writers because some writers write a bunch and then throw out I just don't like throwing out my babies so, yeah um, it usually takes me about I don't know a year to write an album about a year maybe a year and a half to make it good and do you have always a theme you're going for or do you sort of wait and see how it shapes up well for example I have no idea what my next album will be like because I'm not thinking about it and I'm just so proud of this new EP but it's funny I have no idea what the next one will be like um, hopefully just something hits me and I write an album do you usually put aside like dedicated songwriting time or is it like something will hit you in the middle of the night or on an airplane or something like that and you'll just start writing I'm a little I don't usually just like get hit in the face with an idea and like put down my breakfast and go write a song <laughs> I usually just get little pieces of inspiration throughout the day. Maybe I'll go record a little thing here and there, and then, like, for a few weeks, I'll focus on that idea for a while. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And going back to some of your stories, you told a crazy, insane story about Carly Simon. Yeah. I was so excited to hear about that. Basically, you just mailed out your EP. She got it. She liked it and invited you to sing with her and then eventually write some songs at her house. Was that the craziest thing that's happened to you in your it, career it was, up to this point? It was amazing um, because it's so rare that an artist of her caliber who's done so much takes the time to not only listen to someone's demo, but she did, you know, this is like my first demo I ever made. She listened to it, she called me, and then she kind of took me under her wing for a while and had me at her house and just told me some important things about the business and about songwriting, and, and it was invaluable. It was amazing. And is there anyone that you would really love to write with or perform with in the future that's sort of on your list? Um, you know, I've been saying this actually. I want to meet and write with Michael Franti. Oh, wow. I love, there's something, he and I though, I'm more of like, 
I don't know. We're, we're different artists, but I love his energy, and I love, I'd love to tap into that, and like maybe I write the verses and he sings the hook, or vice versa. He's, he, he's a, I like his worldly stance. He yeah, ca- me he too. He cares about the world in general, not just like one city or one country, and that's kind of what I'm aiming for. Very cool. Is there something you just hope that everyone will always take away from your show, whether it's their first time or they've seen you multiple times? My whole goal of touring and every single show is so people can come to my shows and just feel better about themselves and about their own place in this world, and then they can leave and think, it's going to be okay, and not only do I feel okay, but now I can help someone else through their hard time. That's what I want them to do. Well, I definitely think you accomplished that tonight. I really enjoyed the performance, and just thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me. My pleasure. For more of Brendan James' music, you can find him on iTunes as well as on Spotify. You can find his tour dates and all of his latest news at brendanjames.com. You can follow him on Twitter at bjamesmusic, and I highly encourage you to check out The Howl, which is Brendan's latest EP, You Won't Be Disappointed. And just a few swift cast reminders for you guys before we go. Please press the subscribe button on iTunes, and that will download our latest episodes for you automatically. Hopefully Taylor will come out of hiding soon and we'll have some news to update you on and lots of great new episodes coming up. And also, if you wouldn't mind, you can leave us a review on iTunes and just let us know what you think of the show. And basically doing that helps other people find our show easier. So we would really appreciate it if you could take a minute to do that. And you can follow us on all of our social media channels as well. We're on Twitter at SwiftCast13. We're at Facebook.com slash TheSwiftCast. We're on Instagram. We're on Tumblr. And all of those are summarized on our website at SwiftCast13.com. So we hope you enjoyed this special episode. And we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at TheSwiftCast.com. Swiftcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.